I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined by the wonderful Hallie Warner. Hallie, it's a beautiful day in Vermont today. It is. Yes, it is. I always try to find different intros with you because I still say good morning. But they're pretty much the same anyway. That was different. A little bit. It was different. I'm sure we've done that one before. No, I don't think we have. The listeners will tell us we did not. We did not do that one before. Super excited about today's conversation. You know, we had our 2021 class inaugural class meeting for Project U last week, uh, which we're really, really excited about. And we focused. Uh, well, the first session is all about health, right? And we dived really deep into health, not just emotional health, but like sleep, which a lot of people are talking about now. And if you're not, you should. For well, health, one. wellness, nutrition, fitness, fitness, all of those components. Yeah, and sleep, sleep. is just a component of those things. And we talked about obviously any change that happens in your life um, is painful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it doesn't mean that it's actually painful. Sometimes it's painful just to admit that you need to change. Sometimes it's painful just to have awareness around um, a change that you have to make. And one of the quotes that I said that has been resonating well with people and that we want to, tar- we want to talk about today, which, which is basically this, when you're going to have a change, you're going to have, you're going to have anything you're going to do in your life. You're going to have pain from mediocrity, meaning staying in mediocrity, or you're going to have pain from growth. So you get to choose which one you want. It's, it's not that you can just sit and avoid pain. If you're sitting on the couch choosing not to do anything with your life, you, unless you're an enlightened master sitting in a cave in Samadhi, the most of the time you're sitting in some sort of suffering or pain because you're just sitting and suffering. You're not actually growing. So you can't duck the pain, right? And that's where people think they can by choosing one way or another. The pain is going to come and it's actually part of life. When you're sitting in mediocrity, you're going to have some sort of pain from just sitting in mediocrity. When you're growing physically, it's painful, right? One of the, I think the biggest fallacies, I think in exercise, by the way, is that when, I mean, and you're really committed and 75 hard right now, Holly, so I know you know this, but when you're exercising, a lot of times when I'm exercising, I'm not actually enjoying myself, right? It's actually painful. What I enjoy is the the feeling that I get exercising, I enjoy the winning over the mind telling me not to be able to do this is morning, morning. I was running in the first like half mile I was running. My mind started going, Oh yeah. Like you should run like three miles today. I ended up, I was like, you know, I'm going to run eight. And so I just ran eight miles. Um, and instead, and then the, interesting enough, I had a great run, mm. but in the beginning, my mind was like, Oh, you just shouldn't have to run today. Like it's, you know, you got a lot of things to do and you've got to do all these different things. And I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to kind of silo that. Um, and then it, I mean, it become a little painful, but it, it was, it was part of this is kind of using this as an example is in life, you get to choose your pain. You get to choose your hard. Do you want it from lack of growth, lack of acceptance, lack of awareness, or do you want it from, I'm choosing the direction of my life, which is going to create pain because I'm having to change things about me. And I'll just even break this down. Cause we like to work at the root here, which is also bringing it as just accepting something that you've been ingesting or believing in that may or may not be true as a belief to keep you from actually changing. And for instance, I'll give you um, an example of this. Uh, We were, my wife and I were having a wonderful conversation over the weekend. And uh, one of the things that her and I started having a conversation with was about, um, you know, just insecurity in people uh, about sometimes that particularly around women, she was just, she just got her hair done and, and her hairdresser had been in 26 foster homes and really kind of diving deep into this emotional state and just how that, you know, she felt like she wasn't being a good mom 
because she was building this wonderful business and she was expanding her practice, but yet she wasn't conforming to what everyone told her she needed to be like getting on the floor and playing with her kids. And she didn't actually like doing that. And so there was this kind of this, 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 um, this scarcity around not being enough. Right. Um, and kind of breaking that mold. And then, um, so that kind of transitioned the, our conversation into, well, how did you feel about that? Because she had a reaction to those things. And really the way that kind of worked was her realizing that was some of it in herself. And that in itself started having the conversation of like, wow, like, you know, when, when you say certain things, it triggers me to think that I'm not a good person or I'm not good enough mom. For example, that she gave, I thought was really powerful and, and maybe helps some people is like, sometimes I come home and do the dishes just to help out. And I'm just trying to do that. That's my thinking is like, I'm going to help her out. I'm going to contribute. I want to come home. I don't want to be leaving everything at the door for business. I want to contribute to the family. And she's going, wow, Adam's doing that because he feels like he needs to clean up things on my messes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the furthest thing from the truth. But it, it, that went on for a while, but then we got to work through that. And there are some tears shed and different things. And I had all my kids around and I brought them in. I said, this is what real growth looks like. I said, it's painful. It's painful because you have to accept the fact of a belief that isn't true. And, but it took awareness to actually be able to accept that. And so in that moment, she did such a great job of choosing the hard to admit that. Right. And choosing to have the hard conversation. And then choosing now the hard conversation. And the hard conversation wasn't with me. It was with right, her. With herself, yeah. And it was with her hairdresser. Yeah. And it was with your kids or anybody listening to this. But that's real. That's, that's what we mean by truth, by the way. Versus, I just want to make sure I'm clear here too, versus the hard, the other side of that hard would have been choosing. Just to suppress just to, it. Yeah. To suppress it, which is also, yeah. Which is just also suffering. very hard. Yeah. Yes. And actually the worst kind of suffering because it keeps trying to come back up. I'm going to kind of take us a little bit off topic, but I've got this question that I feel like I need to ask. And it did stem a little bit from listening to that Michael Singer podcast this morning. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but something about the, the water and the ripples and the mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about choosing your heart, which I really, which by the way, did you notice that his podcast almost looks exactly like ours? No. Yeah. Was it a mountain? I yes. Think it was maybe no. water in the background. No, no, no. That's the, guess, that's his first episode. But if you actually yeah. look at this, it's actually quite fascinating. I was like, wow, like, you know, Oh yeah, Michael Singer's cause somebody actually sent it to me and said, wow, you have some competition. Michael Singer's copying you. Um, oh, that's, that's what how, they were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So you look at, I so you can really see ours that. right there. Yep. And then, yep. uh, that's Michael Singer's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Michael Singer's. Yeah. Dark. I mean, not too different. <laughs> I just, I love that's Michael. Funny. So it was, it was I funny. Know. Sorry I derailed you. Um, no, that's okay. So, and I really, I wanted to talk about the choose your heart because I feel like I'm definitely experiencing that right now with doing 75 hard. Yeah. Um, I had to definitely choose that mm-hmm. and it's t- taken my life in a whole different direction, but it's great. However, by listening to this Michael Singer podcast this morning and all of the conversations that we have, I'm sitting here thinking, I can't help but think I'm choosing my hard. It's hard to be in mediocrity. It's hard to grow. But if I was truly, if I had truly done the inner work, nothing would be hard. That's 100% true. Yeah. The problem is you're not there yet. No mediocrity in theory, because sitting on the couch would be just as fulfilling and, I would be just as present and not have my mind telling me I'm being lazy Mm -hmm. the same way with doing 75 hard where, you know, I have my mind telling me, you know, you got to do it for the, for the gram and like, make sure you don't fail. And gram is like Instagram Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) and like, just make sure you don't fail and you've committed and people are watching what you're doing. And 
I mean, granted, I am doing it for myself too, but either way is hard. But if I, if I was letting go of, I think you're doing a lot more for yourself than you give yourself credit for, because you do not get motivated by external things. No, you're right. I I, I don't. (laughs) So let's just be clear on that. (laughs) You've something switched in you and you said it's time. Yeah. And the minute you, you particularly decide that it's over. Yeah, I'm on day 23, and when's the last time I did anything for 23 days I know. related to my fitness or health? Yeah. Been a long time. Because you decided. Yes. You, you, you knew it was going to be hard. I did, but you know what's interesting is that it's actually really not that hard. Not anymore. It really wasn't that hard in the beginning. What was hard was you resisting it. Yes. What was hard was you actually accepting the fact that you needed to do something, accepting yes. the fact that you were going to do this in your life. It probably took like five years. Yeah. Quitting smoking cigarettes is not hard once you decide. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It takes a long time to, to decide, decide, but that's the choosing of the heart. The same thing with right. spirituality. So once you decide that you want to dedicate your life to inner growth, and I don't mean saying like you just go become a monk. That's not what I'm saying in dedicating your inner life. I mean that you're going to use life to grow spiritually and professionally and to evolve. That is a different path. Is it hard? It's no harder than getting up and running or exercising. Like it actually becomes part of your life. Like I think one of the greatest examples of this is when we were had a a project you, we had um, one of the health coaches come on and I asked the question, I said, what is the difference between a professional? Because they coach professional athletes and amateur athletes or just the average individual trying to get healthy. And I said, you know, what is the difference between you coaching a professional athlete versus coaching, you know, the average individual who's trying to just get healthy? And they said, the difference is, is that the, the professional athlete they couldn't imagine their life with not eating healthy. They couldn't imagine their life without some sort of exercise. Just like you couldn't imagine your life without showering or brushing your teeth. It just becomes a part of their life. Mm-hmm. So coaching somebody is there. It's different because you're rounding them out versus trying to inspire them to do it. And so that's why I just, it's in professional athletes. They're just going to do it because that's just their life. They couldn't imagine not eating healthy. 90% of the time. Right. They couldn't imagine not, you know, exercising 90% of the time. And it just becomes a staple. Just like you couldn't imagine not taking a shower or going right. to work or, or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Or not, not reading books. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. In the same, you're, you're right. Once, once you become enlightened, if you will, or evolved, whatever word you want to use there, it's just language anyways, then there isn't any struggle anymore, but you will have creativity no matter what you're doing, because you're just going to be inspired and filled with joy. But yes, once you're there, there really isn't a hard necessarily because you're just in the flow of life. However, 99.99% of us are not there. Right. So that's certainly not there. Yeah. which, Which means that we need to, to, there's like, especially like with spiritual bypass, you hear like what really people, most people are referring to in just even very big public figures. They're saying like, Hey, I'm going to go on the spiritual path. What they really are saying is I have my envisioned way of how a spiritual person should live. And that's kind of what I want. <laughs> it's like, I want this thing to be in place and this thing to be in place, but then I want to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is that's not how life actually like an enlightened person operates. That's not, and then basically what they're doing is they're saying, I still want to control everything, but I want this whole lightened thing too. You know what it was? I think on that podcast, it was when Michael Singer was talking about, um, how life just is. Mm -hmm. And like, if it, you know, if it, um, rained on your birthday, it wasn't because you're a bad person. Or if it didn't rain on your birthday, it wasn't because it's your birthday. Like it, like life has no, doesn't care what you want at all which is what I thought was interesting when we're talking about this, you can have, you kind of can choose your heart or, or choose your struggle, which I generally ag- agree with. But then I feel like what Michael is saying is actually contradictory to that because it's almost like 
really, what are you choosing? Life's just going to happen. It's not contradictory. This is a technique that gets people to where he's talking about. Okay. Um, and basically it's like, you're going to, that is a choice though. It's a choice is to accept life, which most people still aren't. So that's a choice. That's a hard, nobody want. you know, I was doing a power up this morning and I said, the majority of people are stressed out right now because they're resisting life. That's a choice. That's a hard, you're, you're making your life harder because you're resisting what's unfolding. So for instance, life, there's 7.8 billion people in the world. I'm pretty sure life isn't going to unfold the way everybody wants it to. Mm -hmm. In fact, very rarely does it. Life is giving you a set of cards every hour and it doesn't care what cards it gives you. It only cares how you play them. Actually doesn't even care how you play them. You get to decide how you play them. And that's where choosing your hard comes into play. Okay. Do you want to choose your hard to resist the temptation to fight life? Then yes, once you evolve and you actually stop fighting life and you surrender to it or the need nothing, enjoy everything. And those concepts are part of the knowing of who you are. Then it doesn't become hard anymore because life just unfolds and you get to enjoy every part of it. And you're accepting whatever it is that's happening, but it doesn't mean that you can't make a decision to do something. It doesn't mean in, you know, inactivity or passivity yeah. at all. This is where people get lost. They instantly go like, if I'm just going to let life go, we're so Western. We're all like, I'm going to make life do what I want it to do. And I always remind people when they say that, I'm like, life created you. Life gave you, it, it grew you. Your parents didn't grow you. I know, I understand the mechanics of how you were born, but like they didn't grow you. Life did. So it's making, are you breathing right now? No, it's breathing for you. There's something in there that's life, it's consciousness, whatever you want to refer to it as, is growing and keeping you alive. It does this, it beats your heart, you know, what is it? 100,000 times a day. It makes your brain retain information. It gives you the ability to see, hear, listen to this podcast, retain information, all of this. Yes, but then where does- And then we go, but then we go, oh, it's raining today. Yeah, I guess that p yeah. part of life, like, okay, we're not going to control nature or like l life, animals, plant life. Like, I know we don't have control over that, but it almost is sounding like we have no free will. Like, oh, you have plenty of free will. How is someone choosing to listen to this podcast versus choosing to listen to another podcast? Or they're just letting life make that decision for them. Like, where's yeah. that line? Yeah. Well, I think the, you know, the, the main difference between nature slash animals and human beings is the fact that human beings have free will and animals are much more biologically instinct, which really doesn't give them free will because animals don't have the ability to process information the way we do. They just, they just are instinctually driven. Yes. But so it's not really free will. Yeah. They're just there because they're. So where's this control piece that you said we don't have? Well, hold on. So when that's the animal thing. for us, we have a ton of free will and what, what are we doing with it? That's the thing. Cause most of us are actually using our free will to fight life. And that's why we struggle so much. And that's why we, we are feeling inadequate because we're, we're thinking life needs to be a certain way. And, or if it's going to be a certain way that we're going to feel a certain way. So we're using our free will to actually create the suffering. And then the same thing that we use our minds, AKA our minds to go to have free will, we go to the mind to say, fix my problem, which is what caused the problem in the first place. And the example he is, he goes, if you're feeling jealous, you don't go to jealousy and have jealousy fix jealousy because it only knows jealousy. And it's the same thing. Like the mind is causing the suffering because the mind is telling you life should be a different way. Then you go to the mind to fix the problem that it created in the first place. And then it creates another problem on top of a problem. So then what do you do? Well, you let go of the mind. You let go of being Velcroed to your thinking. You let go of being Velcroed to all the thoughts that just show up there unaccompanied. 
meaning that you're giving them energy, which they really have no direction of life. There's a difference between an aha, visceral moments and the deeper thoughts. And there's a difference between using your mind as a playpen to be able to use to create a business or to talk in this podcast right now, right? When you're talking on this podcast, when you're in mid-sentence, you're not thinking necessarily before you're talking. It's actually happening almost simultaneously. You're just talking. But when you pause, then your mind starts going, oh, you should have said that. You should not have said this. I'm going to say this in the future. But when you just actually get in that moment, you're just using your mind to use language to actually communicate that way. Right. But then I use a different part of my mind when I decide to use my mind to prepare for the podcast. Absolutely. Which is great. Yeah. All part of using your mind. That's the whole purpose of having it. But what you don't use your mind for is to go, I'm resisting life. So I'm going to, I don't like the, and here's, let me just break this down. When you resist life, you, what you're doing is you're actually creating some sort of discontent inside you because when, when, when life happens and you don't like it, you feel not good inside, right? Mm-hmm. You just have defensive energy. You just feel hollow. You feel jealousy. You feel you're irritated or anger, whatever those emotions are, right? You just feel not okay. So then what you do, instead of actually sitting there and, and accepting the fact that you don't feel this way, you actually go to your mind to say, fix this. And the mind goes, I know how to fix this. You need a new job or you need a new house or you need no money or you need to, you need to get in better shape. You need to do different, something along those lines. This is where I, uh, this is where yeah, I get go. hung up because i totally hear you. And I get that piece. Like if you just accept, um, trying to let's like, let's use an example, right. Of getting in, we're talking about health or let's just use me in 75 hard. So I accepted that I am not healthy and not where I want to be physically. And so I just accept it. Right. Or I guess you're saying like, you just accept that you, you don't want your mind to say you need more money. You need to be healthy. You need to be skinnier. You need to be all these things. But yet at the same time, if you don't like, are you just supposed to accept it? I guess is my, well, you accept and then take action. Okay. You let go, then fight. So I said, okay, maybe let's not use the health example. Let's just say. Well, no, the health example is a great one because you can, you, but because that's why when we were talking about earlier, you said the example, like when's the last time I did that for 26 days because you accepted something and something shifted. And then you said, I need to actually make a change. There's a deeper part of you besides the mind getting you to change. You knew all along that you wanted to get healthier. Yes. But that was the mind telling you, and maybe even intellectually you knew that, but somehow the mind was preventing you from actually doing that. Something was blocking you from actually doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you, but what it was, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you don't. Yeah. And some of a lot of it, remember subconscious, whatever it is, right. Something was blocking you from doing that because you're intellectually, most people know what to do, but then something blocks them because they're listening to that part of them. Then when you, you just been on a very deep inward path, whether you realize that to the degree you do something shifted in there and you had a deeper sense that said, I'm going to change something. It wasn't the mind that originated that though. It was deeper than that. And as that deeper voice kind of came in there, that's when you said this becomes easier now because now you're in more alignment with the true nature of who you are in keeping your body healthy. Can, okay. Yes. I'm with you on that. Can we use one more example yeah. just so I can get my head really around this, my mind, my, maybe so I know it deep inside. You won't know until you experience it, <laughs> yeah. but yes, the knowing we can start intellectually. Yeah. Okay. So here's another example. So your mind says that, you know, that person makes so much more money than me and they have all these things and why don't I have, right. So your mind's doing this thing yeah. um, about money. Let's just use the money. Example. Your mind does that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, then what do you do except, okay, I don't have as much money as them. Or you just say, 
well, they worked hard. Like, what do you, what's the self-talk to accept that? And then what do you do? Well, there's, there's two things. The first thing I would do is I would say, well, that's awesome for them. So you accept the fact that people are going to have more things than you. And for me, what I always do, the next kind of question I go is, does that really actually make me happy? Is that really going to create more joy by me having more of those things? And if the answer is yes, yes. (laughs) if the answer is yes, then I'll go in self-inquiry and go, okay, why is that? Mm -hmm. What part of me is not okay that thinking that something outside is going to make me feel okay? And then ultimately it's be, if you do real, the real work and you're really honest about that, choosing your heart to be honest about it, it's because you may not feel enough that you may want somebody, you're trying to prove something still to you or to somebody else. Maybe you've now moved it from 50 people, but now you're still trying to prove it to five. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a deeper part of you that's not quite okay, that needs to feel okay from something outside. Because in that example, four minutes before your mind said that, you were fine. Right. Or if you didn't have that knowledge. If you didn't have that knowledge, you were perfectly fine. You'd be fine. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you get the knowledge, now you're not okay. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with you. What if that is motivating? Well, it's, it's motivating because the mind motivates you to do that. But that's, that's inauthentic to a certain extent. Right. Because you're, I'm going to throw a lot of people off that. They're going to say, well, so am I going to not go after life? No, no, no. That's not yeah. what we're saying. We're talking at a very deep level here. And if you want to you bring Michael Singer and that's where the, that's the foundation of what he works on is that none of that. Here's the, the greatest example. Martha, Martha Beck wrote a book called Inte- the way of integrity. It's really good. And she has a lot of clients in there that she has worked with entire life and, and, And basically she gave the example of a guy that was basically came from nothing. And then he was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, more than small countries. And she asked him a question. She's like, well, how much happier are you now? And he's like, why do you just need, I just need more money. And she goes, okay, well, you told me before that you were happier when you had no money. Now you're saying the only way you're going to get happy is to have more money. You have more money in the small, small countries. He goes, yeah, I just see it now that I need more money. Hmm. And so we get so caught up in these things because he's now in a world that has increased his expectation of what he expects from life that is going to bring him a higher level of joy, which is the fact he's just running on a, on a treadmill. That's not getting him anywhere. And so then that will, there's no question that will motivate you right. to go do those things, but it's an inauthentic motivation. And the thing is how, and this is, I've heard Eckhart Tolle say this a lot and he goes, if you feel that motivation, go do it and then tell me how you feel. So, cause you don't ever want to resist because if I tell somebody, oh, you're not going to feel okay to do that. They're going to say, well, screw you. Yeah. Like that's easy for you to say. And I say, then from now on, I say, go do it. If that's what you feel, that's, if you're feel motivated to go make money, go make money. And then tell me how you feel. So, um, because if people are really honest, when they get there, really honest with themselves, choosing that hard to be honest and authentic, they will say, I like the money, but it really didn't bring me any more joy. That's different. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with having more money, by the way, nothing at all. And this is all of the mind, the chatter. But at any point in time, we're, we're thinking that something outside is going to give us joy. It's an illusion. That's an illusion. Mm -hmm. And that's what doesn't work because that's what the mind wants you to do because the mind brings you to that level. The egoic level of consciousness is part of the mind brings you to that level and then says, see, you feel good for a second, don't you? And you go, yeah, I won. And then it goes, but now you need more. Yeah. But then I, then I, again, I go back to then what is, what drives people to do things, I guess is my question. What drives you to read a book? Well, I just enjoy learning, but it's like, should I, I do I, am I allowed to get joy from 
things. You tell me. I don't know. I like, I'm of course like, you can have joy from those things. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe if, if getting a, you know, selling your company or buying a new house or getting a new car or a boat or whatever it is, or a plane or whatever it is brings you joy. Awesome. Let it open you up. Nobody's saying not to. Those things can open you up. Reading a book, closing a deal, having a great month. Those are all wonderful things and they could open you up, but it doesn't mean that it's going to change who you are. It goes back to this quote that's on my desk, where it says, the goal of life is a state of enlightenment in which we live in the relative, but never forget the absolute at the basis of our existence. This is living 200% of life, experiencing the wealth and enjoyment which the relative can offer together with the eternal bliss of the absolute. The absolute being is you who's in there experiencing everything, knowing that you're always okay and just enjoying the everything of the relative. That is winning. That is losing. Enjoying the losing. What drives you at the core it's it's to evolve and then so then how do you decide what projects businesses companies to buy things to buy like yeah how does that work for you yeah i mean for me when i say evolve and if that's not like a duck out answer it's really it's like a i'm driven to evolve me spiritually as much as I absolutely can. And I know that I can do that faster by putting myself in situations that would cause me to get, um, cause me to work on myself. So for instance, business is this conduit that gives me the opportunity when things don't go the way I want them to, to work on myself. And so I use business as this conduit. When I say that phrase, I don't just say it to say it. It's really this conduit for me to really, truly work on myself when things don't go the way I want them to. Yes. And, and so, so anyway, so I'll answer your question. The, the other thing is, so when you're, when you're going through that, then life starts to guide you. It's like this playground. I'm, I love business too. I really enjoy it. I love making an impact on people. And so I feel that creating a bigger world gives me a bigger impact to do it. So then I get really motivated and really excited and not in a way that I need to do it, but really excited about going out there and sharing knowledge and sharing this. We don't get paid to do this podcast, right? In fact, we pay money to do these podcasts as a way to, to impact other people. So business is so large. It's such a, it covers so many different things. So then let's, I just want to get like a little bit more specific. So why are you, um, doing, um, building a real estate company instead of opening restaurant franchises around the country or instead of opening gyms. I mean, you love fitness. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you love it, but you love the effects yeah, of I fitness. Do. I so, do. Yeah. so why are you not opening gyms or developing fitness programs or like, so yeah. how do you make it? If you're just allowing life to unfold, but you're still making these very conscious decisions to go in this area of business versus this other area. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's in fact, I'm actually choosing to not listen to the mind to do all those other things. Cause sometimes the mind goes, Oh, you can go open up a gym. Mm-hmm. You can go up a, you know, you should go open up a yoga, yoga studio and have a health thing and all this stuff. Right. That's just the mind trying to, to use money in a different way. And maybe at some point it does. But for me, I got into real estate, um, probably more from egoic level of being able to get money faster mm-hmm. and be able to grow faster and be more arrogant. Right. Then that happened to be part of my path that allowed me to work on myself. And now I'm in it and I love it and I really enjoy it. What I, what I, what I mean by, I love it. I love interacting with the people I'm ingrained in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love having a bigger impact on people and our organization is growing every day. 
So we just happened to be in, in real estate. I happened to fall in that. For the reason why I fell in that was probably more ego than it was the flow of life. Mm-hmm. It also happened to be there. It was in the right time. Maybe it was. Or maybe it was. I know that's right. what I'm saying, right? But I didn't, I, 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 you know, I also chose to leave a very good job, right? To go after, to be self-employed. The one thing I do know is there was a very intense drive to be self-employed and to be able to create my own rules, to create my own, probably a sense of control, right? Mm-hmm. But also to um, create a bigger impact on people. And I couldn't say it the same way that I can feel it now. Then it just becomes more of a knowing. You know, if I, I really believe that we're here to contribute, some of us to larger, some of us to smaller, some of us to just a couple people. There's no right or wrong with that. It's only our minds that say one's right or wrong. In fact, if you don't do something because it's only going to impact a certain number of people, that's very egoic. Mm, yeah. And so that's why, or like a certain class or whatever it is, you, that's very like, I'm only going to give my time to them. Like you're basically, that's very coming from ego. Yes. And then I think, well, then... But then there's also smart business. I feel like some of the stuff is like, yes, I don't the, say contradictory, but there's like dual, dual sides to it because yes, if you're going to teach a class for three people, it, it would be egoic not to, but yet at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't take control of your calendar and do different things. Like I, whenever Michael Slinger talks, I contradict him in my head a lot because <laughs> he says a lot of those things, but yeah, then yet he doesn't go in any public. He's like very secluded. He doesn't yeah. do anything. But then like he always says, he goes, well, since 1975, I've had the same temple and anybody can come down to it since for the last four years. Mm-hmm. So it's open and I talk for free. Right. And he now has a podcast. Uh, yes. And, and, and whoever wants to come listen to this, they can come listen the audio to it. Audio series and all that yes. stuff. So he does get his message out and yeah. books and all that. Exactly. Yeah. But, it, but to my point, I was saying you just said it could be egoic not to teach to three people. It, you know what it is though, Hallie? It's the intent behind it. Yeah. Okay. It's always the intent. It's not the action. It's the intent. Because what I, the, the rest of that sentence is, but does, it doesn't make good business sense to teach to three people when you really should wait until you get 300. Yeah. But if you, if you like, Hey, you know what? Like I need to have this amount of money or I need to have this amount of audience and I'm not going to do any of these different things. That's a little bit different, right? It's, it's it really just comes down from your intent. So what would be the difference in intent there? Well, the intent could be is like, I'm only going to do something if I get paid a certain amount of money to necessarily go do it. Um, and also at the same time, I'm only going to do it if I have a certain number of people that are there. So I can, so whatever it is that I can do it, I'm not going to start something unless there's a certain number of people there, but it really, but the, the thing is the action could almost be the same. You could actually use the same parameters. It's yeah. just your intent behind it. I know, but give me the difference of well, intent. The, the intent is from you internal, you know, it, you know, whether or not you're, you're doing that as a smart business decision, or you're doing that because of who you think you are. Okay. And yes. nobody else can answer that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say, I knew the answer. I just wanted you to say it. And the same thing, it also goes like, this is like, are you working out for you or are you working out for your audience? Right. That's the, you can do the same action. It's still working out. Yeah. Can What's you do, the intent? Can you do it for both? Or is it really one or the other? I think you can do whatever you want. There's no right or wrong. I think you can do it anyway. You can certainly live your life by trying to do it for other people. Yeah, but can't you be doing it for yourself and other people at the same time? Sure, but what's the intent? Is it the intent really to be doing it for somebody else so I can, I'm driving every day so I can show this to the world? Because that makes a lot of people very successful and very fit. Yeah, but let's use a... Um, but then, then it comes back to is how do you feel inside? Yeah, well, I was going to say, let's use a different example. You, this podcast, we're doing it, for, you're doing it for yourself and for other people. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, there's yeah. no bad, like bad intention behind that. Yeah. My, but my intent too, is not also to go out there and say, I can do everything I can to drive every single rating, to do every single thing so I can sell advertisement on it. Mm-hmm. And so my intent is just to get the message out there but as much the, as possible. But also what would be wrong with that? Nothing. If the intent was pure. And it, what would make that intent pure? Well, cause you're doing it because of creativity and that you love to, to get the message out there, not the intent of, I need to get a certain rating so I can get a certain advertiser on there so I can make a certain amount of money so that I can get this in there. Now you still may go through the same actions. Yeah. I was gonna say, but again, what is, it's the intent though behind it wrong with that. I can't answer the question for somebody internally about what their intent is. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I'm like, so what, let me give what's another- wrong with that intent if when you have is it because it would be, it, you're, you're thinking of it it's as self-serving, as self, right? Yes. And I'm thinking of as well, the bigger audience, more money, totally. more employees. We can employ more people. We can. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that intent. Not at all. Not at all. That's what I mean though, from those different things, from those different intents. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's really the intent. If you're doing it to have, yes, all of those things, the intent's pure. Again, the, remember, spirituality at the core, all that we're talking about is the same sentence we've been saying for many, many episodes. Spirituality is not about changing what you do. It's changing the part of you that's doing it. And only you know, I mean, you could build a huge business and you could say that you're doing it for all your people, but only you know your intent. Right, or if you're being... If, if that's actually the truth. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Cause by that's that. what a lot of people say. Well, that's, we know oh, that of that's course. maybe like 50% true. Yeah. Or 90% not true. <laughs> right. But that's <laughs> I mean, what I mean yeah. by intent. Only that person can answer that. I can't answer that for them. And they know the truth around that. I think other people typically know the truth too. That's what I'm saying. People know and that they just, then they mask it with saying, no, I'm doing it for impact or to service. No, I mean like, I think that oh, people yeah, yeah. can, can well, see through that. They will eventually. Yeah. They will eventually for sure. Yeah. And as they do that in itself, that's what makes a, um, a leader that people really want to be around. And they can feel that, that authenticity or not. And that attracts different levels of leaders. Let's, let's go back to that. The, the opening line that we kind of started yeah. with pain. You can, ha- you can have pain from mediocrity or you can have pain from growth. Yes. And it, ultimately, we, what does that mean? It just means that you get to choose your heart. You can choose if you want to live a life of just mediocrity, meaning that you're just sitting victim, upset, suffering, going through the motions, status quo, going through the motions. And cause you know, and cause you could then say, well, going through the motions is part of the free life, but it's the, that's not being present. It's not, it's the intention behind what you're doing always drives everything. Spirituality is never about what you're doing. It's about what part of you, i.e. the intention, the drive that's causing the action. And if they're, if the causing the action to try to duck pain by living small or mediocrity or not facing the, and I don't mean living small, I don't mean financially. I mean, living small in the way where you are choosing not to be you because you're afraid to ripple something or choosing not to speak up or choosing not to go quit your business and go in the nonprofit because of this image you've created. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, or being scared or, or being in a, or or being in a relationship that you shouldn't be in because you're afraid of that. Right. Choosing that hard means that it's going to be hard when I make the decision, Mm -hmm. but you know, which decisions you can choose to make that decision or you can choose not to and, and remain, settle back remain, into that. Exactly. Remain the same. So you get to do it. And it's in every aspect. It's in, it's most aspect of life. That's that self inquiry. I think the greatest gift you can give yourself is giving you the gift of time, not seven weeks off to sit there, but time for self inquiry and self discovery. And as you go become and discover more and you go self inquiry, the clarity 
of where you take your life, the intention, the drive of your life becomes very robust and will put you on the right path. And I was just going to say, and that intention is not necessarily coming from the mind. It's not created by the mind. It's really more of a internal, just like for you and for fitness, internal knowing. Yes. It's a knowing That's that the you true need to do intention yes. versus a constructed intention from the mind. Yes. Or in trying to satisfy a part of you that's not okay by going to the mind, mind creating something that says, go do this and then giving you the motivation to go do that. Right. I'm going to go choose this hard because it'll make me feel better or I'm exactly. going to choose this hard because it's, it's just a natural thing I need exactly. to do. Exactly. Exactly.